Hello, and welcome to the Eisner Amper podcast series. I'm your host, Alana Margulies Snyderman, and with me today is Chris Callahan, President and CEO of Excalibur Capital, an impact-focused commercial real estate direct lending firm based in New York. Today, Chris will share with us his views on investing in ESG-focused real estate loans, including the greatest opportunities and challenges in the space, what the firm is doing to champion DEI and more. Hi, Chris. Thanks for being with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Alana. So Chris, tell us a little about your firm and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Originally started my career in CMBS trading, heading up uh, a number of different platforms, Credit Suisse, Bank of America, and and Nomura uh, over a a 20-year career on Wall Street. Kind of fast forwarding after that, when I purchased this company called the Ferris Company, main business line was housing and urban development lending platform specific to the multifamily and healthcare spaces. Did that back in 2017 company based out of Kentucky, moved it up here to where we are presently uh, headquartered uh, just north of New York City in in Irvington, New York, and named the company Excalibur Capital. The real mission was was pretty simple. I mean, the the, the focus was certainly on affordable housing, using the expertise at the firm, provide the best terms and solutions to all of our clients, borrowers who were really kind of looking to build, refinance, acquire anything really in, in the multifamily housing, uh, seniors, and healthcare facility spaces. Now it's been four and a half years or so. Um, you know, employee growth has, has definitely accompanied business expansion. Uh, back when when, uh, when I bought the company back in 2017, we had, uh, we had five people and I think uh, about two weeks ago, we, we went over 50 people. So, you know, as we kind of gravitate and, and look forward, um, you know, kind of across the business lines in, in 2022 and, and onward, you know, our, our main focus is, you know, obviously kind of lending in the multifamily and healthcare space to owners and operators who are, you know, kind of providing that affordable housing and care to our seniors and healthcare facilities. Uh, and others that are looking to make en- energy efficient improvements, upgrades that are operating rural businesses. So Chris, impact investing has become increasingly popular the last few years for a variety of reasons, and I would highly welcome your thoughts on this topic, and more specifically, investing in ESG-focused real estate loans. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, there are you know various ways investing in ESG loans uh, that can make an impact by really addressing several of the nation's most important issues. Uh, many of the loans can directly target these problems from just increasing the supply of, of affordable housing to, to improving the environment, to providing quality care for our seniors, and also, again, for really uh, you know, supporting rural businesses. Uh, you know, one example, shortage of affordable housing has you know, really been an issue you know, in our country for decades, particularly with the pandemic. It's gotten worse and it hasn't gotten better. One report back in August by the National Low Income Housing Coalition mentioned that the country lacks as many as 6.8 million homes uh, for households with income, you know, kind of at or below the poverty guideline where, you know, we kind of normally peg that at 30% of the, of the local median income. And again, looking back kind of pre-pandemic, that's that's nearly double the number where it was back in 2019. We were looking at 36 So so really, the you know the pandemic has really you know made it made a bad situation even worse. So you know, look, that that's an issue that will continue to be an important one for our nation. Addressing this issue together as a public-private partnership may help move the needle, uh, where owners are incentivized to invest in these properties 
Uh, and we're doing our part by providing the owners with access to capital to really promote their investment in affordable housing. Environmental sustainability uh, improves the quality of life for all and focusing on the environment from whether it be energy efficiency and energy renewables to reducing water consumption uh, to you know, even lowering the, the carbon footprint. It's important not only to our nation, but to the world. Providing capital to allow for these improvements really does make a difference. We're seeing it with the metrics, really can't quantify and collect at a real tangible uh, and measurable outcomes. As generations live longer, the, the need to provide good quality care is something our current generations are experiencing, you know, even with their parents. It's critical to ensure there are financing solutions available to help ensure and improve the quality of life for our loved ones as, as they live longer. Finally, rural businesses are the lifeblood of many communities, providing a wealth of services, employment, and supporting both the economic and social well-being of rural America. But they also struggle with access to capital and solidifying a strong workforce, providing those businesses with the education and capital that can really help them support their efforts is super crucial to helping them survive and thrive. I think from a perspective of, of stakeholder value, particularly investors, the premise is that companies are more likely to succeed if they create value for a wide variety of stakeholders, whether that be you know, society as a whole or its employees, uh, as opposed to just the company itself. And that correlation of ESG analysis to performance is something that will certainly, you know, become more integral, uh, uh, certainly in, you know, not only our uh, decision making, but uh, our, our investors' decision making as well. And Chris, where do you see the greatest opportunities looking ahead and why? Great question. You know, I, I do see a few opportunities, most notably supporting affordable housing uh, in caring for seniors in helping improve the environment and also in supporting rural businesses. One of the best opportunities is the affordable housing sector. That, again, that's also for a number of reasons. Very low supply of inventory for affordable rental housing and really strong demand. Historically, you know, multifamily performs you know, pretty well throughout you know, a majority of, of economic cycles. So really from an investor's lens, it's you know, an attractive asset class because of its strong and reliable monthly cash flow. And then you know, with the realization that you know, there's not a, not, not, you know, a major amount of turnover uh, in these communities. So, you know, that, that again translates well into kind of a, you know, from an investor standpoint, a, a very stable cash flow, pretty understandable why investors are choosing to invest there. As social impact is more important to the generations ahead when you combine a strong return on investment with also helping support social change through both increasing the supply while also improving the quality of lives of those who live in the communities, it really creates a win-win opportunity for investors. So Chris, on the other hand, what are some of the greatest challenges you face and why? The diversification of our platform has fared well for us in good and bad times. Uh, so I think as a business, we're, we're pretty well positioned. You know, as a nation and in addressing the four spokes of our impact wheel, I believe the affordable housing crisis is and will remain a challenge. Uh, I do believe public-private initiatives will continue to make a difference and long-term commitment and approach will help make a difference over time. Rising rents, stagnating income growth, and a real lack of supply have created really the perfect storm. Uh, neither private business nor the government have the resources to tackle this growing problem alone, but some form of sustained, multifaceted approach and partnership is really needed to help address this problem as a whole. Chris, in addition to ESG, which your firm is embracing, I also noticed Excalibur is embracing DEI with majority of employees women. I would like you to share your thoughts on this and what else the firm is doing to integrate DEI into the culture. 
Absolutely. I'm fortunate to have an overall great team here, and I value each and every one of them. We all embrace each other's differences because that diversity of thought and approach really does make us all better as a team. We, in fact, have a team comprised of, I think, as of last count, 65% women, uh, many of them uh, in leadership roles, and we do pride ourselves in supporting all of our employees, uh, regardless of gender. One of the things I'm most proud of, we were just recently recognized as a great place to work, uh, the Global Authority on Workplace Culture. Our company performed really well uh, in the qualifying survey. We actually had 100% of our surveyed employees uh, deem Excalibur as a great place to work. That's something we work hard at. And it's because we encourage an inclusive, respectful atmosphere and, and really have developed core values to support our culture. Chris, we covered a lot of ground today, so I wanted to see what your plans are for the future for Excalibur. Absolutely, yeah. We, we, we have a, a very strong and, and growing platform and are well positioned to be able to offer our client solutions and address many of the challenges, challenges we discussed today, you know, whether it's the, you know, the lack of supply of affordable housing, which continues to be a challenge. And again, we do remain committed as a firm to help support that crisis and do what we can there. Demand for green building and sustainability will continue to grow. Although it may cost more to build um, with green materials, the efficiencies realized that you know, reduced renter expenses and do produce benefits for the environment will continue to drive that demand. The need to provide quality care for our elderly will only escalate as our, our population lives longer and the demographics kind of uh, continue to shift. And we need to ensure we can finance good quality care. And, and our nation's really built uh, upon businesses and supporting their sustenance and smart growth, uh, especially in the rural areas. We, we you know, continue to, to invest in, in communities there as it does stimulate you know, local economies and makes the overall quality of life better for residents. You know, we're, so you know, away from that, I'd say we, we're you know, focused on those areas for sure, and, and we look forward to continuing to grow our platform. Chris, thanks so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And thank you for listening to the Eisner Amper podcast series. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business.